Welcome back to the Well-Fed Business Podcast. Now, before we get stuck in, because today's episode, I'm going to be fucking useless. We're talking all about being a business owner and a parent. But before we hear John waffle on about that, I just want to make you aware of the upcoming free training. It's all about transformational selling. The whole idea, the big problem we're going to be solving on this live training session is uh, getting rid of that paralyzing, awful feeling of sales call anxiety. We're going to give you a simple step-by-step paint-by-numbers framework so you can just plug it straight into your business so you can close more prospects with less work, less hassle, and fewer headaches. If you wish to join us for that training, Go to wellfedbusiness.com forward slash free hyphen transformation hyphen selling hyphen training. Alternatively, most of you guys that listen to this podcast are on our email list. We'll just be sending you the link. For those that frequent our membership site, you can head to the schedule in there. You'll find it on the 16th of February, and this is being held virtually. John, anything you want to add? to the transformational selling training we're doing yeah and that is selling has a bad rep among most people and deservedly so because most people are still steeped in the 1970s style of selling promoted by the likes of zig ziglar and people what we talk about is a very different way of selling i mean i hesitate to use the phrase selling without selling because it's not true we are selling but what we are doing is we're selling without the hard sell We're selling without pressure, without resistance. That means you'll get no anxiety and no sales fear. It doesn't feel icky at all. And in fact, what you will actually be doing is you'll be getting the prospect to sell themselves on what they want, and they will be asking you to tell them, basically, what you can do for them, and then they'll be asking to join you. More than that, I'll leave until a week on Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday coming, isn't it? Thursday coming, absolutely. So if you want to be finishing your sales calls with the prospects asking you, please, can you help me? Rather than you desperately saying, well, just give me five more minutes so I can show you what we can do for you. Join us on Thursday. With that being said, John, you're a parent, aren't you? Unfortunately. So you're going to be an absolute expert in how to run a business and raising kids at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, the easiest way is to get the little fuckers adopted. Yeah, I'm making notes because I haven't got any children. Or send them to boarding school and get them returned when they're 18, you know? Barring that, it's a challenge. And just because of the way society is structured, it's mostly a challenge for women. Women who start their own businesses are, generally speaking, the de facto childcare, primary childcare provider. So they not only have to run their businesses in a generally more female unfriendly environment because i mean even freelancers women freelancers generally get lower rates than men which is on the which is actually on the women's shoulders not it's not society or anyone else or the government it's up to them to ask more so you're against a minimum rate for freelancers absolutely oh i actually saw someone talking about that it's almost as stupid as the french taxing anyone earning more than a million euro 90 percent plus because everyone over a million, earning over a million euro just left France. So France is now full of poor people paying lots of tax. Not 90% though. Yeah, I'm absolutely against. I'm against minimum wage full stop. No one should be paid more than the value they bring to a business. And when we do instigate 
minimum wages and those minimum wages are not sustainable what do we do what do we get well we get automated checkouts we get burger joints with no one working there because it's all done by robots and people moan about that these are businesses what do you expect them to do they're there to make a profit not subsidize people's lifestyles now on that topic the first thing question we need to ask is about childcare and running a business around children because i see a lot of people complaining and saying the government should help them more. Well, the first question we need to answer, and I'm not offering a position here for the heart of thinking, I'm asking the question, is having children a lifestyle choice? It's a very simple question, yes or no. Now, it seems with a lot of people, we're not even allowed to ask the question. I've had someone message me in, on LinkedIn and say, in response to one of my promotional messages, you're not the kind of person I want to work with because I saw what you said about women in childcare. What I actually said about women and childcare was I asked that question. Listen, people, and this goes not just for women and gender-orientated questions. It goes for all contentious topics. If we can't ask objective fucking questions, we can't have objective fucking discussions around them. If we can't have objective fucking discussions around them, we can never resolve them. And all we're going to have is two camps shouting at each other with one camp demanding something from the other one. Yeah, well, that's going to work out really well, just like it has done historically, isn't it? So my question is, is having children a lifestyle choice? If it is, then the next reasonable question is, well, okay, is it reasonable to expect other people to subsidise your lifestyle choices? Because I don't see anyone buying me a bike or equipment for my gym or anything else. Let's get away from the emotional thing and say, yeah, but it's children. So what? I've got dogs as well. I love my dogs as much as I love my children, sometimes fucking more. I certainly love my dogs more than I love anyone else's fucking children. You can guess which ones I dive into the sea for and ain't the fucking two-legged ones. So these are all questions we need to answer. And I think people going into business with children should also ask those questions of themselves. Now, before anyone starts saying, yeah, it's all right for you, you've got a penis, you're a middle-aged white male, you're part of the problem. And anyone who goes around saying you are part of the problem because we've got a different opinion from you is actually part of the problem. When I started my business about 20 years ago, I was a single father to three children with a mortgage to pay and no job and no income and no help from anyone. My ex-wife would have the kids half the time where she'd shacked up with her new bloke. But otherwise, the kids were with me and I had no help from anyone, not the government, no handouts. So I have done this. So, you know, please don't give me this white male privilege bollocks. I've done it. So what challenges did you face? Getting straight done. Was that the big one? Yeah, because, you know, your kids, when they're, I mean, Alfie was probably two and disabled. They're about two, 20, 22 months or something and disabled. Rosie was three, four. Holly was about six. So they were all young. A couple of them were at school. I think Rosie was at school. I can't remember now that far back. Rosie was at school. Alfie wasn't. So when he was with me, I pretty much had snatches here and there throughout the day to work. But really, it was a case of when the kids went to bed about eight o'clock at night, I started work and I'd finish about two in the morning and then get up at six the next morning to start it all over again. And that's what I had to do. Now, that's not easy. That's exhausting. Especially when you don't particularly like young children very much. And I don't. I never did. Because I don't get them. You know, it's fucking hard work. They want to do the most inane shit. At three o'clock in the morning, can we do face painting? No, fuck off. Not only are you dealing with young children, you're trying to build a new business with no income, no job, 
well, you probably found that a bit easy because you've always been that way inclined. But for most people trying to start a new business with when they got no fucking idea what to do, plus little kids running around the gaff. Failure wasn't really an option. There was shit I had to do. And this is like the mantra of my life. Whatever needs to be done, I'll just get on and do it. I've had some bad news this week, as you're aware. And it's a real clusterfuck. But what do we do? We get on. We do what needs to be done. Because what's the alternative? You don't do it. And then what? They weep. They post on social media how unfair it is. They've got lots of support from their echo chamber. But support's great if, you, if that's what gets you going. But it doesn't actually help. You just feel better. Well, fortunately, I don't have much in the way of feelings. I don't, I don't need that kind of moral support. But it, it is all exhausting. So I think that was partly one of the reasons I very quickly, and I was very open to the idea of charging more and being very strict with myself and my clients and my prospects. Because I've all, again, as a parent, parenting thing, I've always been very strict with boundaries with my kids. Holly once said to me in the last five years or so, she said, I used to think you were a really strict dad. But then I, I realized when I was about 10, you're not. You're not strict at all. What you are is you're firm with your boundaries. As long as we kept within the boundaries, you didn't care. And you'd let us give us a lot of latitude. But if we tried to break your rules, like if they lie to me, that is an absolute no-no. I don't care what you've done, you don't lie to me. If you lie to me, I can't defend you. You mentioned something there very quickly that I think is quite important. Because you recognise you had limited time to actually work for clients because you're trying to build a business on top of that and you've got fucking little kids running all over the place or in Alfie's case, not so much running. Pulling himself along in his arms, commando style. So you decided, right, limited amount of time, I need to make some fucking money. So I need to be making as much money from that limited time as possible. So you charge premium rates from the get-go? Yeah, pretty much. I was fortunate enough to come across Dan Kennedy very early. And I read all this stuff. This, this, this stuff didn't just occur to me. I read it and I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. Just the same way as people now listening to this can say, yeah, I heard EBG say this. I'm going to do that. So one, one thing I did was I started charging more. And I became much, much stricter with my time. So I, you know, it's probably 18, 19 years ago I stopped taking people's calls just because they called me. You can't just call me. You, you schedule it. Now, of course, Calendly and the scheduling services were not available back then. But it was done by email. Nobody just drops in to chat. I don't. I haven't met people just for coffee to discuss how we might help each other. Again, for probably two decades. And that's a direct result of me being on a limited time budget. Yeah, these things were a matter of necessity for me. A lot of the problems I see discussed around children, never mind the cost of childcare, which is a completely different issue, which will be somewhat ameliorated by you charging more money and making more money. Now, if you've, got, if you've got something which costs you a certain amount of money, you've got a few options. You can demand it, it's cheaper. Why should childcare providers do it cheaper? Because they've got all kinds of hoops and stuff they have, to, hidden costs, you're probably not even aware of. It's not like they're rolling in money necessarily. And they're entitled to charge what they like. You can, you're always welcome to take your kids to a cheap childcare provider if you want. And it's okay to say, yeah, someone's got to have children, otherwise the species will die out. You're absolutely right. But no one says there has to be you. How about we just allow people who can afford it have children? Can you imagine that one going through the government? Imagine people's uproar there. We can't afford to have kids, therefore we're not allowed to have them. Who else should pay for the little fuckers? If you can't feed them, don't breed them. I've always been a big fan of a breeding license. It's amazing, isn't it? Over here, they're talking about, in Ireland, they're talking about having to pass an aptitude test to own a dog. We should have the same thing with fucking children. Some people should not be parents. They just shouldn't. You can demand cheaper childcare. You can demand people to help pay some portion of the expense. Or... To me, the most moral and ethical way, and the one you actually control, 
the only one you control is to make so much money, it doesn't matter. It's like tax, taxes are horrendous. Well, okay, nothing you can do about it really. Even if you vote, it, doesn't, it really doesn't move the needle, does it? Not appreciably, a few quid here and there. So the answer to high taxes is to make more money or go and live somewhere else where it's cheaper. People these days, they don't seem to want to take responsibility for these things. They think it should be somebody else's responsibility and it isn't, never is, never was, never should be either. If you're a business owner, you need to embrace the idea of extreme ownership or you're never going to get anywhere fast. Everything has to be your responsibility. Everything that goes wrong is your fault and therefore it's your prerogative to fix it. If you've got kids and they're being a pain in the ass and they're getting in the way of work, you and only you have to do something about it. The shit I see, people and their children, I see people pissing and moaning about this Andrew Tate bloke and they're saying, my children are being radicalised by him. And they're behaving as if they have no say in what their children are exposed to. Now, if you're buying your fucking kids, you're, say your 10-year-old boy, if you're buying your 10, 12, 13-year-old kid an iPhone and allowing him to have unfettered access to this stuff, that is on you. It is not up to the fucking internet service providers or the government or God or Jesus or anyone else to make the internet safe for your children. It's like making the roads safe. You teach your kids fucking road safety, don't you? You should. You teach them water safety. Don't fucking go in deep water, etc., etc. Ironically enough, Rolf Harris used to do adverts, public safety adverts about that years ago, before you were born. How is it different to say you need to teach your kids healthy internet use and enforce it? Now, parenting, and I've always said this, I said it in emails 10 years ago, Parenting, from my point of view, is really a case of damage limitation. You can't stop your kids from doing stupid shit. You show me one adult who won't admit to having done stupid shit as a kid. I did loads of stupid shit as a kid. If you did meet that adult, John, you'd hate them. You wouldn't want anything to do with them. Like, what, what, like you meet a priest who, who's been in the fucking priest collective since he was a wee little boy being buggered his whole life. Yeah, and he's never done anything wrong. You'd just be like, You've got no life experience, mate. You are dull. You want your kids to make mistakes. We make good decisions based on generally bad experiences. We experience bad experiences through having made bad decisions. That's how we learn. You learn a radiator's hot the best way by putting your fucking hand on it and getting it burned. How many times have you told your kids, don't go near the radiator, it'll burn you? And they just ignore you until, guess what, they burn themselves. And they go, oh, I don't want to do that. But it is a challenge. I'm not denying it's a challenge, but it's one you need to be responsible for yourself. It's not up to God, the government, LinkedIn or anyone else to fix your fucking parent parenting problems around your work. It's up to you. Charge more. Definitely charge more. Definitely take extreme ownership. But you also mentioned that you had quite strict, not strict, firm rules and boundaries in place with your kids. Did you have any in particular that helped you get work done, keeping them at bay perhaps? Yes, one in particular was you don't touch anything on my desk, ever. No, it's a hanging offence almost. Don't lie to me is another one, but that's not really to do with business, that's just a general one. It kind of is, because if you think your kids are lying to you and they're not being honest, you've got to waste time, you're probably fretting about it. It applies across the whole board, you know. What I did try, and this was a more difficult one, it was a rule and a boundary, rule and boundaries and stuff, but it was harder to enforce or get the message across. It was when I'm sitting at my desk, you don't talk to me. I'm not in the room. Unless you're actually on fire or something, I don't want to hear it. But when I'm not at my desk, then my attention is fully on you. Another thing is this, I'm their dad. I'm not their best friend. 
I don't want to be their best friend. I'm the leader of the family. And they know if the shit hits the fan, dad's there. And if, I, if we've told the truth, there's nothing he won't defend us against. If we've done something wrong, we will pay the consequences. That's a given. But I will make sure they're fair and proportionate. If you're lying to me, I've got no leg to stand on. And you get done twice then. Once you'll be in the shit for what you've done, and then you'll be in the shit for lying to me. And you'll be in the shit for lying to me far worse than anything else. The parallels between that and our elite clients. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things you're saying called control and elite, are you prepared to be absolutely honest with me? Because if you're not, I can't help you. I don't want to either. This is a difficult call at times. This will be a difficult call. But if you're not honest with me, there's nothing I can do. You know, if I don't know the truth about your business, how can I recommend a course of treatment help? It's like going to the doctor and having a serious pain and lying about it because you don't want bad news. Yeah. The more we are looking into it and implementing it ourselves and teaching it, John, I just feel like everything would be solved by a little bit more critical thinking and a few more Socratic questions. Always, always. Socrates was probably one of the smartest men ever to have lived because he nailed it. Well, they hated him as well, didn't they? Yes, <laughs> oh, they always do. They, they hate anyone who tells the truth. Nothing will make you unpopular quicker than telling them the truth. Socrates is almost certainly directly responsible for the scientific method we have. There's a very good chance we would have stumbled across it anyway, because form follows function, someone would have figured it out. But the point is, Socrates did figure it out, and he figured it out very early on, thousands of years ago. You know, there's a wealth of education on this shit for free. All the writings of Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Plato, Socrates, all these people, it's freely available. It's out of copyright. You can get it for a couple of quid because people own the right to the translation. Of course they do. But you can get it off the internet. It's free and still people ignore it, make bullshit up. and Or worse, some of them think, some of them regurgitate it and claim to have made it up. I imagine Socratic questionings rather helpful with children because it's helpful with clients. It is helpful with children, yeah. Because people treat their children like idiots, I find. They do. And imagine we talked about Andrew Tate. Now, I'll be very clear about this. I don't, I've never listened to Andrew Tate. I've got no real idea who he is, nor do I care. What I have heard about him isn't very good, but I suspend judgment because I've not heard it myself. But let's assume Andrew Tate is the, the monster they make him out to be and he's a misogynist and all the rest of it. Let's assume that's the case. Should he be silenced? No. What we should be doing is asking the people who are listening to him, the young children and the young adults who are listening to him, and ask them Socratic questions and, and ask them questions to defend the points this guy is allegedly coming out with. And it won't be long before they talk themselves into a corner. Because if what I've heard about what he says is true, he's coming out with all kinds of nonsense and it doesn't stand up under critical thinking. It's all emotional, masculine bollocks. Okay, Not that I'm against masculinity. I'm against that kind of thing because it's not doesn't sound critical thinking. Critical thinking will expose bigotry for the stupidity stupidity it is. We can't do that if we don't allow the bigotry to be spoken. If we silence people like or try to silence people like Tate and Jordan Peterson, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then we can never have discussions about what they're saying because it comes becomes verboten. You know, it, it's a very dangerous place to go. So if your kids are if your kids are parroting people like Andrew Tate and coming out with all this misogynistic bollocks, rather than getting angry with them and telling them you can't listen to that, just ask them, well, why would you say that? And then one of the best things is when they say something which is clearly uncritically thought out, think of an exception. Well, what about this then? How does that explain that? It's a very low-level way, very easy way, non-confrontational way 
of getting people to talk themselves, to paint themselves into a logical corner. Works very, very well. They don't like it, but it still works. Yeah, and kids are stupid, but they're not that stupid. You always harped on about you shouldn't hit kids because if you believe that they can't understand the reason you're hitting them, then you don't fucking hit them because they're going to think that you're just hitting them for hitting them's sake. If you can't reason with a child, hitting it won't help because it won't understand why you're hitting it. <laughs> Another question, again, when people say it doesn't do them any harm, you'd ask the question, would you think it'd be reasonable to, to slap an adult for doing something that just displeased you? No, of course it wouldn't. At what age would it be appropriate? When, when, you know, on what day does that change? You know, Thursday it's not okay, Friday it is, or whatever. Thursday is okay, Friday it's not. What age would that be? And is it the same age for everyone? And how do we know? And who makes the rules? These are autocratic questions. And you'll find people, they can't answer them. They can't answer them. So surely the line has to be, you don't hit other people non-consensually at all. Yeah, I think they'd probably draw the line when they reach an age where the child could fight back a bit and potentially hurt them. And they'll draw the line because that's the line where they can understand. But no, deep down, it's because you know your child is younger, fitter, and will fucking whoop you. Well, why don't you do me a favor? Just summarize the top three things that we've spoke about to help those that are trying to build a business, trying to run a business whilst they got little itty bitty kiddies. First thing is extreme ownership. Remember, you are responsible for your children. It is a lifestyle choice, I believe. What we do about that is another matter of debate, which I'm not going to go into now, but it's your responsibility to run your business around your children. No one else's. That's the first thing. Second thing is your time will be limited, which means you need to make more money in, the same, in a smaller amount of time than most people. So you need to charge more. That's it. All right. And you need to not just charge a random amount more, but you need to sit down and do your numbers. Childcare costs me 200 quid a week. Therefore, I need to make at least 200 pound a week before tax to take out the business so I can pay that. And the third thing is rules and boundaries for your clients, for your prospects, for you, and of course, your children. Cheers, John. I'm now very well prepared to have children. The price of core control is going up immediately and I'm only working two hours a day perfect you don't you don't even work that now it's time to go we're putting some more time and effort into the bronze community and it is going to be all around this podcast by the time this comes out we would have released a new free course onto the membership site majority of our podcast listeners are already on there if you go to the classroom it's the business accelerator 2.0 you fucking love it we've also got the upcoming training this thursday if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer about selling on that training you can go to the bronze membership group and you can ask them there. Anything to add, Johnny baby? No. As always, if you want our help, you can email holly at wellfedbusiness.com and we can book you in for a 15 minute triage call. Find out where you are, where you want to go and the obstacles that are in your way. But other than that, fuck off, put your kids up for adoption or take responsibility for them. See you later.